0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Thailand cave
0: rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels.
1: How old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother what Engagement. How long give? before a wedding should I send out How many save the date? Use of the IMAP NBA to playoffs.
1: check email best on best best other email clients. Identify fonts from where from to find. We were the four Habit versus. Welcome
0: to our twenty. 20- Twenty Year in Review on the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to be talking about everything that happened in the glorious year of 2020. Joining us for 2020 Year in Review Week is both Jordan Cooney, a SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics, and Tyson Stockton, Search Metrics's Vice President of Services. So far this week. Jordan Tyson and I have talked about Google's updates and how they've changed their communication strategy being more upfront about what's changing with their algorithm. We talked a little bit about the core web vitals changes and Google's semi-acknowledgement that ranking factors exist. And yesterday we talked to their land grab. I mean, their altruistic <laughs> announcement that they are going to offer free product listing ads in Google. And today, we're going to continue our conversation talking about the increase in no click activity. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Href's Webmaster Tools. Dot com a w t. All right. Here's the fourth installment of the 2020 Year in Review Week with Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. Jordan Tyson, welcome back to 2020 Year in Review Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm getting by. No coronavirus here. Oop, we weren't supposed to mention it. It's the 2020 year in review. We're going to skip the biggest headline of the year. Tyson, how the heck are you?
2: I'm doing good. I thought we could get by one episode without it, but you just can't resist, can you?
0: You know, we actually haven't really talked about it no, other than no. making some you know, jokes. Maybe we should at the end, but... It's been a long year. Nobody wants to hear about the coronavirus anymore. Nobody wants to hear anymore. about it.
1: Nobody wants to hear about it. Yep, exactly.
0: All right. So look, we went into this year saying this is the year of voice search. This is the year of the Google Assistant. This is the year of no-click activity, of the you know position zero. Did that actually happen? What happened with no-click activity this year, guys?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that it came to full fruition. I think that there were some steps made in that direction. Actually, oddly enough, I thought that Google was going to be a little more aggressive in terms of their path towards kind of the position zero and the more integrated search experience. Because right off the bat, I think, you know, one of the first updates or announcements, if I'm not mistaken, of 2020 was Google's announcement around featured snippets and what Google was going to be doing around changing featured snippets and that they were no longer just going to be appearing on the first page of results on Google.
0: So Google made an announcement saying that featured snippets would be showing up multiple different places. And I think that, you know, the underlying takeaway for me is they're trying to find other places to insert all of the rich data that they have to not only improve their search experience, but also to try to give consumers the answers as fast as they can, no matter what page they're on. Tyson, you know, what's your takeaway here where we've seen rich and featured snippets increase their adoption, but we didn't necessarily see a big change in how people are using voice search. Talk to me about how you view what happened with the zero-click phenomenon this year.
2: Yeah, I think Jordan made a good point of it as it wasn't like a night and day shift this year. And I think we lost one of our tools or ways to look at this in the beginning of the year when shot was disassembled as an organization. And that even though you look at the data and you're like, this is definitely like at that border of a lot of people's comfort zone of it. But I think it also was really eye-opening because it gave more line of sight into like what actually was happening once someone was... Doing one of these searches. So at the beginning of the year, we took a few sample industries and was looking at the no click activity on a sample set of around like 500,000 keywords. And from that, we were seeing varying results, but it ranged anywhere from 40%, in some cases up to like upper 60% of no click activity. The largest contributor to this is Google owning the experience within the SERP, answering questions. And I think even though it wasn't... And you look at the SERP today versus beginning of the year, it doesn't seem like a night and day difference. But I think that the trajectory and what we saw those incremental increases has continued throughout the year. And one just really recent anecdotal illustration of that is, Ben, we were talking a lot about like Black Friday and what was the Black Friday SERP looking like, who's winning, who's losing. And... When you looked at the Black Friday SERP this year, and then looked at it last year, there was a huge increase in news items in that. There was a knowledge graph for Black Friday, which never used to exist. We were just talking in the last episode about Google Shopping and how as they gather more and more data, they can then introduce things like popular products, best products, etc. And so I think there's no denying that this activity or this like result is happening, it's more of we know that it's going to continue to happen. How do we as SEOs evolve our game as well to stay competitive with that shifting landscape?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good point that you know, a lot of the zero click activity and changes that Google is are going to make to the SERP and voice search and all the places where zero click can happen, require SEOs to look at and evaluate their performance differently. And SEO has become increasingly a brand channel, right, with the answers that Google is providing, whether it be through text-based search or whether it be through voice search. And to me, you know, there's an interesting conversation to be had about what Google owns and what they don't. And, you know, we saw, was it Rap Genius that had the test where they were changing how their apostrophes were showing up and basically showed that Google was stealing their content. Remind me again, who remembers what happened here?
2: Yeah, it was, I mean, really close. Basically, they were using unique spacing, which wouldn't show up in normal text. But then by counting the spaces between certain words and before and after, obviously, like periods and stuff, they were able to identify that the content that Google was servicing was from their site and they were not getting attribution for that content.
0: Right. And that as an example shows that Google is essentially on some level trying to take credit for all of the content on the internet, which potentially could get them in trouble. On the flip side, it creates a tremendous amount of value for the end consumer to be able to go to Google, ask a question, and get an answer. So there's this dance here amongst the SEO community saying, hey, I want credit for the content that my website has produced. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Jordan, chime in here and talk to me about how you feel about the dance between what Google is presenting and the user experience and then how it impacts the SEO performance.
1: Yeah, and I think this neatly goes to the first point I was making. And just as a clarification, you know, the update that Google made in January was that they would not show the same result twice. Not necessarily that they wouldn't just show the first result, but what I meant to say was they wouldn't show a answer box or a featured snippet and then the first ranking result twice, which it kind of alludes to this point which you're making, Ben, which is, hey, is this really fair? If Google's taking my content and then serving it up in an experience that they've created on their serve without giving me the traffic, without giving me the credit. Does that really make a lot of sense? Is that really fair? And, you know, ultimately it's a difficult dance, right? Because, and there is no right answer on this, but my belief is that as this becomes a more standard way for Google to surface content, which is elements in the SERP, right? Whether it be carousels, answer boxes, rich results, featured snippets, whatever it might be, as this becomes more and more prolific, what will end up happening is that there will be a sense of branding and brand awareness within the search results that we've never seen before, right? Most of the time when we talk about SEO or search as a whole, we think about it as a performance channel, Are we getting clicks? Are we getting visitors? Are we getting sessions? Are we getting conversions? Are we getting users? We don't ever think about it as a branding perspective. But Google full well knows that there is a huge brand attribution when you show up often. And that Rap Genius example that you guys just discussed is one of those where Genius was trying to protect their brand and the asset that they have and preventing Google from just surfacing it when they please. And so brand and brand awareness in search will become a more important metric as this becomes a standard.
0: That brings up the question of evaluating SEO performance. So if we're not just looking at search from a direct response perspective, we don't always get clicks and traffic and we're starting to think of, well, I served 100,000 answers that people got, hopefully they're well-branded. How do you actually figure out if your search performance is working? Tyson, you know, you're know you working at a search and analytics platform. Talk to me about some of the ways that you think about evaluating search performance if we're not necessarily getting click data.
2: Yeah, and I think the key with that is to move and evolve beyond just looking at simple rankings. So it's not enough anymore to just look at your average rank or a weighted average rank We really have to be looking at all the different elements that are present on the page. So as we're talking about Google owning this experience more and more, as Jordan mentioned, there's kind of this debate that's been going on throughout the year of like, do I want to own the featured snippet if I'm not going to rank organically below it? Personally, yes. I think you still want to do that. But with that, you need more transparency in the reporting. So that's why one of the areas that we've been kind of further expanding is the reporting and tracking on these featured snippets. So we recently added in several new featured snippets. As Google will continue to evolve this, this is going to be a space that we'll continue to add. And then it's also another value add for using things like SEO visibility, which we use at Search Metrics because it takes into account not only the search demand position of a keyword, but also, what is going on with the SERPs? How much are these different integrations kind of pushing down or suppressing the organic rankings? And maybe just as like one kind of you know almost foreshadowing of conversations to come of twenty twenty one is just earlier today with SMX, John Mueller mentioned one of the things to come is, and I don't think anyone's surprised by this by any means. But that Google will continue to increase the ways to be visible in search outstand of organic listings. And that's exactly the elements that we're talking about. We know that Google's not done with what they're integrating into the SERPs. And if anything, as they increase their deep learning and AI capabilities and also structured data that we mentioned we would only anticipate that this is going to be more and more common as we move into this next year.
0: I think that there's an interesting debate to be had here about the value of brand SEO. And you know it seems like the SEO community isn't necessarily sure that just showing up in a zero-click format provides the same value that they would have if they were potentially going to get traffic. And, you know, I think that the Rap Genius example, you know, obviously there are companies that are out there, Rap Genius being one of them, who don't want Google to just take their content and surface it as their own. And I think that gets into some of the potential legal issues that Google is facing, whether it be starting from the SEO community or even the government. And we're going to have that conversation and wrap up our 2020 year interview tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with both Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when we wrap up the 2020 year in review by talking about some of Google's legal challenges, including their antitrust lawsuit. In the meantime, we'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan or Tyson, you can find links to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And Tyson's is Tyson underscore Stockton. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast.